0: Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of Tarot No Questions Asked Mastering the Art of Intuitive Reading. I'm also your host for this podcast series. This is episode 202 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I just shout short, entertaining bite sized lessons on how to read tarot. For today's episode, our topic is how to read for someone who is panicked, frantic, or in a bad frame of mind. Let's begin. So if you've been reading for a while, at some point, you're gonna encounter someone who's freaking out. And this can be challenging, especially for a new tarot reader. And I've got a few tips for you, but I also wanna share a few thoughts for folks who want a tarot reading and are in a state of panic. Let's start with that because I've been there. Now, if you're having a meltdown or are experiencing extreme anxiety, this is not the time for a tarot reading. And here's why. You'll have a hard time remaining grounded, and that may make it hard to receive an accurate reading. And I can say it from my own experience when I'm tripping out about a situation, I struggle to remain objective. I tend to hear what I want to hear, or hear what I fear the most. And I can assure you that even if I get a great reading that says everything will work out, that tends to only hold me for a minute when I'm in a bad state of mind about a situation. So, If you're feeling frantic, I recommend working with a therapist, healer, or healthcare practitioner first. Extreme self-care needs to be your priority. And a tarot reading can be part of your self-care, but it shouldn't be the first thing you turn to, nor should a tarot reader ever take on the role of a licensed healthcare professional. Now, if you're a tarot reader and someone comes to you in a state of distraught, Here are my thoughts on that. Your job is to deliver a kind, helpful tarot reading. And that means you must remain calm, centered, and objective, even if the person sitting at your table isn't. And I'm going to recommend that you have some self-care practices that you do for yourself every single day, because that will help you to remain grounded. For example, meditation is excellent for finding your calm. A physical activity such as yoga or a brisk walk before you begin work can also get you in the right mood for working with clients. Tarot readers need to practice great self-care so they can care for their clients without getting their own lives impacted by the work. A soothing backdrop is essential for both client and reader. Now, I always have gentle music playing in the background. It helps. It really does. It helps me, too. Your working space should be clean and peaceful, no matter if you see people in person or do your work over the phone. A tranquil atmosphere can make all the difference for both parties. Now, ideally, you'll have good boundaries in place so your clients don't just show up at your door and demand an emergency reading. However, even with strict boundaries, there will still be times where your client is having a rough situation that may be creating anxiety. They may want to see you immediately. And I'll let you determine how you feel about that, but I will say this. If you are going to offer in-demand services without any boundaries, you risk burning out. And a burnt-out tarot reader isn't able to help anyone for long. When you're working with anyone, you'll want to establish control of the experience. This is especially important when you're working with people who are freaking out. And you can begin by doing something that helps the client take a moment to center themselves before you would touch the tarot. So I like reading an oracle card first. And the one I use is the Power Deck by Lynn Andrews. And each card has a different spiritual meaning written on the back. And taking that minute to read the card will set the tone for the reading. Now, some clients wonder why I begin with that oracle card. And this is the reason why. It creates a sacred moment so we're both in a good place before starting to work with the cards. Now, you may have a different process to set the tone for the reading. Perhaps you pour a client a cup of tea if you see them in person. Or maybe you take a moment for a little light meditation or prayer. An invocation over the cards could also help bring the energy in the room to a chill, still place. Now, next you're gonna to wanna to practice slow, deep belly breathing. And this may sound strange, but people will link their breathing to someone else's. So if you focus on deep breathing, oftentimes the client will tune in and slow their breathing down too, to match yours. And this will put them into a centered place and it might take the edge off. Another technique I use, is a breathing technique called color breathing. And I breathe in slowly, but I visualize as if I'm inhaling a radiant white light. And then I'm breathing out a cobalt blue ray. And I envision that cobalt blue ray surrounding the client and calming their aura. And this is another way to cool the energy and soothe the client. And I swear by these breathing techniques, they really do help to take the energy down into a better place. Now next, it's time to listen. Give the client space to tell you what's going on and why they want a reading at this time. What is their goal? What are their expectations on how this reading will serve them? Sometimes giving them an opportunity to flesh out what's going on and what they need will help take the energy down a notch. And this reflection will also give them and you input on how to proceed. Now, once you've established a relaxed mood, you can begin your work. You must remain calm at all times. Sometimes a person who's feeling anxious, you know, just needs a person to talk to. And if that's the case, again, let them have the floor. In fact, I find that this is a good practice in general when people are approaching tarot in a panicky way. Talking it out will help process feelings. Plus, it can lend well to finding good, helpful questions. I would recommend that you refrain from will I questions. These are disempowering and do not serve to help the client. Instead, you'll want to reframe questions with the what do I need to know about or how can I? So the client is in the driver's seat of their situation. You know, often panic sets in when we don't feel in control. So you always wanna help the client find ways to take their power back. Never take a person's pain lightly. Even if you think they're being dramatic, do not judge or dismiss. That is not only disrespectful, but also unhelpful. It leads to shame. And the client might approach the reading with timidity instead of being open to the help the cards may have to offer. And think about that. If your reader just diminished your concerns, how open will you feel discussing anything with them? A reader should never poo-poo what the client is feeling. Also, never end the reading on a hopeless note. Help your querent find hope and power in their situation. That needs to be your goal. I also recommend keeping a list of referrals such as therapists, hotlines, free text services uh, for mental health, and in some cases, local social services to help the client get the proper assistance. Again, Your tarot work should never take the place of a licensed mental health expert or doctor. Now, once the reading is over, you'll need to practice good spiritual hygiene. And that may mean taking a a walk, meditating, or something simple such as washing your hands, a practice my friend Brianna Saucy recommends. I'd also recommend that you encourage the client to put space between each reading. Now, sometimes a person who is stressed may want multiple readings on the same subject and this rarely does any good. It's like picking at a wound. Time is needed to gain perspective. Also, you do not want to encourage dependence because that's never good for the client or the reader. If they insist, I recommend referring them to a healthcare practitioner or mental health expert. And again, this is to protect the client, which is ultimately the goal. So these are a few of my tips, and I hope this helps you, whether you are the client or the tarot reader. And that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. And you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free introductory classes for tarot newbies. I've got the tarot coloring book, uh, tarot no questions asked, all kinds of things to help you connect with tarot. And I've got astrology Uh, forecasts, uh, hundreds of blog posts, you know, just so many other good things for you to scope out and enjoy. I want to thank you again for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day. And by the way, if you're digging this podcast, do me a favor and head on over to iTunes and leave a kind review. That will help more tarot curious people find their way to tarot bites. And as always, I like to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember, you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You're in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending.